Welcome to the Life Point Church podcast. Jump right into things for the sake of time here. I do believe I've got a lot of times I don't usually speak the last Sunday of the year, but I felt like I was supposed to this year. And I just wanted to remind you next Sunday is our vision weekend, so come and, and we got a, we got a little move coming up here in our near future. So we'll talk a little bit about that next week and in case you forgot. Um, so here's, here's my title, A New Year, A New You. Your excitement just about knocked me over, but a new, a new year, a new you. Um, in the Bible, the, the Bible references your life as a race, race that's made up of seasons. And so your life is, is a race. It's not a sprint. If you've ever tried to sprint, you're going to realize you're going to poop out because it's a marathon, right? But it is a race, and here's the deal. It was a race you were born to lose. It was a race that you were born to lose, but you were reborn to win it. The Bible said that it's not good that we were born once, right? That was a flesh birth. We need to have a spiritual birth. So you were born to lose it, but you were reborn to win. Look at someone and say, I'm a winner. (laughs) So I believe this new year is a new opportunity for you to run your race. You say, well, is it that simple? The calendar turns and everything is new. Well, you have to understand this, that God does give us new starting points and new seasons, and there are new mercies every morning. So yes, I do believe you can have a fresh, 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 fresh start. Anyone excited about that? Maybe 19 was the greatest year for you, or maybe it was the worst year for you. It's almost over. No matter what it was, there's a new season coming. And, and, and I believe throughout the Bible, I say it a lot, but it's just my words, but I believe that your next season is your best season yet. So I'm going to jump right into things. I want you to just think of this race that you're running. And it, it's a marathon. And the thing about a marathon is it's enduring. If you ever run a, a race that's more than just a sprint, it's, you know, anybody can sprint. You can sprint, pull a muscle, and be done. But, I mean, a marathon is, it's a, it's, it's, that's what life is. It's a marathon. And there are times where, you, where, where, where you're, you're making good time. There's sometimes where it's a struggle. There's sometimes where it's enduring. There's sometimes where it feels victorious. There's sometimes you're wondering why you ever got in the race. Sometimes you're wondering what race you're in. But it's a race. Amen? And I, let me prove that to you. All right, Philippians chapter 3. This is Paul writing. And uh, of all people, Paul ought to have some good things to say. Paul did some amazing things. But even in all the amazing things and the seasons that Paul was in, he wrote some pretty cool words. This is what he said. He said, I have to admit, I haven't yet acquired. That's why I use the word yet. I haven't yet. If you've got a yet in your life, it's a good thing. That means God's not done. You're not finished, right? So Paul said, I admit, I haven't yet acquired all of the absolute fullness that I am pursuing. Well, what I do is I run. Everyone say, I run. I run run with what? I run with passion. I'll come back to that word, into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus has called me to fulfill and he wants me to discover. Verse 13, so I do not depend on my own strength. Hello. To run your race, you cannot depend. That's why you had to be reborn. You can't depend on your own strength to accomplish this. However, this is what you can do. Paul said, I have a compelling focus. That I forget everything that's past, and I fasten my heart onto the future instead. And I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching a heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. 
<clears throat> the anointing means something that breaks bondages. So there's an anointing of Jesus that will break the bondages that have been slowing you down, distracting you, and holding you back. Verse 15. So let everyone who has this full maturity have this same passion. And if anyone has not yet gripped that desire, <clears throat> God's going to reveal it to you. And let all of us advance. Everyone say advance. Let's advance together to reach the victory prize. We're going to follow one path, and we're going to follow it with one passion. As usual, let me just give you three life pointers this morning. Here's the first one. In your next season, in your new year, here, here's what it's going to require. You, you determine the pace that you set. <clears throat> God doesn't determine your pace, but you determine the pace that you will set. And Paul said this. He goes, I, I have to admit something. Um, I, I, I haven't completed all my assignments yet. I, I'm not completely there yet. I'm, thank God I'm not who I was, but I'm not quite there yet. Anyone feel like that? Paul said, I have to admit it. I, I haven't fulfilled all my assignments yet, but I'm determined to keep running with passion after the purposes of God. And I think that's a resolution we need to make going into a new year. I, I, hey, I, I'm, I'm not all that yet, but what I am doing, I keep pursuing everything God called me to, to pursue. I keep pursuing everything God has made available for me to have. And so the word pursue is an interesting word. Any hunters in the house? <clears throat> okay. If you're a hunter, this, this word is for you because it means uh, how you would go stalk your prey or you would strategically prepare to get your prey and you would hunt that prey down. You would strategically stalk it and you would track it until you killed it, bagged, and got that prize, that prey. That's what it means, that you are pursuing with interest, strategy, and all of your heart. If you're going hunting, you're not out there just walking through the woods like, ooh, doo, doo, doo. no, you, you're, you have intention, right? And so that's what this means, that, we, that with our pursuit and our passion, we're going after the things of God. And so I just want to encourage you, this in 2020, you're the ones going to set the pace. I mean, how how passionate do you want to be? It's not up to God. It's up to you. It's up to me. How purposeful do you want to be? That's what Paul's saying. Hey, I, in 19, maybe I didn't get there. But 20, I'm going to keep pursuing. And I'm going to do it with passion. Everyone say passion. Passion means a feeling of enthusiasm about something. So in the Old Testament, the word um, enthusiasm would mean something like this. You would jump up and spin around and shout and celebrate after God did a big victory. So after God did a big victory, passion meant you were so enthusiastic that you would jump up and shout and spin around and celebrate because God did something. But in the New Testament, it has a different meaning. It says you will jump up and shout and celebrate before something happens. So whether it's after or before, the point is that we need to be enthusiastic about this pursuit we have of everything that God has for us. Actually, the word enthusiasm means God in, so it means, it means enthusiasm put in by God, so it means this, to be God-inspired. You want to keep running your race the right way this year? Keep being God-inspired. Not problematic, setback, disillusioned, disappointed, discouraged, but God-inspired. So Paul said, you know what, I, I just have to admit, I'm not there yet. I haven't achieved it all. I have not fulfilled all my assignments. So what I'm going to keep doing is I'm going to keep pursuing with passion everything God said in this book I can have, everything God said in this book I can be, all that God said in this book that is for me. I'm, I'm going to keep pursuing that. And so I wrote a couple of things down here. Um, Enthusiasm means entheos, God in or God inspired. It means to have grace in the middle of distress. 
So if the race gets a little distressing at times, we just talked about that, you can still be God-inspired. You still have something to keep pursuing. If you feel set back, you can believe for a, a breakthrough. If you feel down, you can be ready for a breakthrough, right? Keep pursuing the best God has for you, even if it's not unfolded yet. Look at someone say the key word is yet. That means it's coming. But there's something about passion. Three little things I want you to know about the word passion. It means to have enthusiasm about something. And I just sense like some of you have lost your God enthusiasm, so I want to challenge you to open up and let God restore it again. The three little things you need to know about passion. One, passion always has to be ignited. It, always, it's, it needs a stimulus or a stimuli. There has to be something that stokes your passion. In other words, you, you can put that in any realm. You, you can put it romantically. There has to be somebody that, that lights that fire for you, lights that match for you, stirs you up, gives you the, uh-huh, how you doing? It gives you that. There is someone that, that that's, there's a stimula. It, maybe you have a sports team that is a stimula. Or there's a, a like in your life or an interest. There's something that, that, that strikes a match, so passion has to be ignited. And I just want to encourage you that if you put yourself in the presence of Jesus and the place of God this year, set your heart with some purpose this year, it'll get ignited. It'll get reignited. So it's something that has to be uh, uh, ignited. Another thing about passion is, is that it can't stay dormant. It has to be expressed. So if you're a believer, that, that's one reason we have praise and worship. It's a place for you to express. The Bible said, uh, was it Jeremiah that said, it feels like a fire shut up in my bones. It needs an expression. I, I'm kind of a reserved person normally. I know it can get a little loud on Sundays, but I, I have crazy points. And, like, usually it's football games. It's like a, a Steeler football game. I about lost my brain last week. I mean, um, and let's just stop and pray that the Titans lose and the Steelers win. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Fear the duck. That's what I'm going to say. Fear the duck. What was I talking about? Passion has to be ignited. It has to be expressed. <laughs> Actually, if I wanted to know what you're passionate about, I just have to talk to you like for three minutes. I would know because your passion comes out. But here's the deal. Passion has to have purpose or it's immature. You can have passion for Jesus, but without purpose, it just stays as excitement. Have you ever left the service? You're so excited. What are you excited about? I don't know. I'm just so excited. You're so awesome. Well, that, that's a feeling, but it, it, it's actually a little immature because there has to be purpose attached to it. That, that way, that, that excitement gets turned into energy, it gets turned into effort, it gets turned into accomplishment, it gets turned into breakthrough, it gets turned into breaking. So passion has to have a purpose to it. But Paul said, here's what I admit. I'm not there yet, but what I do, I'm going to run with passion for the purposes of God. What are the purposes of God? It's the will of God. What's the will of God? It's the word of God. Whatever this word says over your life, about your life, then you need to put passion toward it. it, it you'll never receive anything without passion. You do not accidentally fall into breakthrough. You do not accidentally do It may feel like it sometimes, but come on. Put your passion. What you put your passion to this year is what's going to get ignited in your life. Put your passion this year, and we've declared that 2020 is a year of what? Restoration. Put your passion, make that your purpose this year, and don't back off of it. it may, I haven't got there yet, but what I do, I'm going to run for the word for 2020. Even if the, the happenings wasn't quite what you thought, don't give up on it, but keep pursuing what, what's next. 
Here's the deal. Uh, let, let me give you this question. How passionate is your pace right now? If you're waiting for feelings to make you passionate, it doesn't work that way. It's what you put your heart to. It's what you put your, 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 your desire to. It's what, it's what you put to the purposes of God. It'll create passion. I guarantee you, if you put your heart toward God, it'll get ignited with passion. There's too much in this book for you to live a passionless life. I heard someone say this, how passionate do you want to be? It's up to you. It's up to you. Here's the deal, though. There's an enemy who plots against your purpose, and he plots against your passion to distract you, detour you, delay you, turn your way, even stop. And the book of Revelation says something about that. God says, I'm disappointed because you've lost your passion. Actually, it doesn't say that. Let me reword that. It says you've left your passion. You don't really lose things. How many have ever lost your keys? You don't really lose your keys. You leave them somewhere. I don't know how many times I've said, I lost my keys. I lost, I, and it happens frequently, to be honest with you. So much so that I, I had one of those things that you could push on your phone and it makes your keys beep. Anyone ever seen those tiles? Because you, but I, I really never lost them. I left them somewhere. And it's a good chance you, you didn't lose your passion. You just left it somewhere. And the Bible says this. All you have to do, actually the, that word passion there, it says you've left your first love. It actually means this. You have left your uninhibited honeymoon love somewhere. And the Bible says here's all you got to do. Go back to where you left it, repent, redo what you did do, and that passion will return. So it's just going back and saying, God, I, I, I allowed some things to steal my passion, I left them somewhere, I repent of it, I'm gonna keep coming to you with passion and purpose. So here's what I want you to hear. Paul said, I'm not there yet, but I'm gonna tell you what I do do. I run with passion. He set the pace of his life. I wanna challenge you. You set the pace of your race in 2020. Second thing I want you to know is this. You also determine how free you run or how free you will be. Did y'all hear that? You, 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 you determined that. Paul, Paul said something really cool here. He said, I admit I'm not there yet, but what I do is with passion. But then he also said this, is I know I can't do this in my own strength. That's a key. Anyone ever tried to do it in your own strength? Your own strength will always disappoint you because there's a lid on your capacity. But there is no lid on his capacity when he gets involved. It, 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 and so he said, this is what I do, is I lean into Jesus. I lean into his strength, and I keep this focus. He said one thing, but, there, but it's actually two things, but really what he's saying is there's this habit I do, and here's what he said, is I focus on this. I forget where I've been, and I look forward to where I'm going. Sometimes we just need to forget where we've been. The word, everyone say forget. Okay, here's what forget means. Turn it over to oblivion. There's some disappointments, some distractions, some discouragement. We need to turn it over to oblivion. And you're looking at me like, I can't do that. That's right. That's why Paul said, I admit, i got to lean into Jesus on that one. i got to be able to, to, to put some things into oblivion and forget those things. And he said, I forget those things and I press forward. It, it's a habit that Paul said, I, I, have, I admit I'm not there yet, but to run this race the right way, have the right pace, and to run free, I've got to have this focus. I've got to put some things behind me and keep stretching forward. I've got to keep putting that behind me and keep stretching forward. I've got to keep putting that into yesterday and keep pursuing my tomorrow. And he admitted it was going to take Christ for him to do that because he could not do it within himself. Because it's hard to forget, isn't it? 
Because when we get consumed and we're unable to forget, we can't press forward. And Paul said, it's got to be this habit. I want to give you this habit for 2020. Keep putting out, keep pressing forward. Keep putting it behind you and keep pressing it forward. You can't go where you need to be tomorrow unless you're leaving where you were yesterday. Let me give you a scripture, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. As for us, we have all of these great witnesses encircling us like clouds. That, that means there's people who've ran this race before. And we must let go of every wound. Everyone say, let it go. We have to let go of every what? Wound. How many wounds? All of them. Yet you have a few you're still holding on to. So we've got to let go of every wound. That has pierced us, and we got to let go of every sin that we keep easily falling into. And then we can run life's marathon race with passion and with determination for the path that has been marked out before us. Now, let, me, let me pick on some words here that I think are important. It said we got to run our race. What do you do with your race? You run. And that means, here's what that means, that you jump into it and run with all of your might. Paul's saying, we've got a circle of people, they've done this, they ran the race, and I need you to jump in and run your race with all of your might. But I want to warn you about the word race. It means struggle. And it means agonize. Sorry. It's a new year, it's a new you. It says jump in and run through your agony, and jump in and run through the struggle, and jump in and keep running with endurance. Here's what endurance means. To have an attitude that even though you're under a heavy load, you're going to stay put, you're going to stay firm, and you're going you're to refuse to remove yourself from the race regardless of the weariness. It means you just set your mind forward and put yesterday behind you, and you keep doing that over and over and over and over and over. So you got to lay aside every what? Weight. The word weight means lay aside every burden and every sin. So there are some wounds, there are some burdens, there's some heavy weights that have been on you, and there's some sins that you keep falling into. And the Bible says that here's what we need to do. We need to just keep pushing it out of our reach. So here's what runners would do in this time. They would diet to lose weight. And then on the day of the race, they would strip down to nearly nothing so they could run their race better. And Paul is just saying this. Here's what I, I admit this to you. I can't do it on my own, but I've got this focus. We've got to keep putting some stuff into yesterday and keep pursuing what's next. We've got to keep pursuing the next season, which means I've got to push some wounds and some sins just out of our reach and jump into this race and keep running with all of our might and make up our mind we're going to endure through every struggle. We're going to endure through every turn. We're going to endure for every part. We've just got to keep stripping some stuff off so we can run better. So one, how, 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 what do you want your pace to be like? And two, what, what do you need to throw off that's been holding you back? Because you can't get where you're going unless you leave where you've been. I thought that was cool. I'll, I'll put that down. Can't get where you're going. Sounds like a song, Pastor Mitch. Can't get where you're going unless you leave where you have been. Okay, I thought it was awesome. but So let me, let's, let me give you some examples. <laughs> I'm feeling depressed now. I'm going to keep running the race. So I'm, I'm, I'm pushing forward. I'm turning that over to oblivion. Here we go. So, so what are some things we need to put out of our reach before you jump into 2020, before the ball drops, between, before there's a fresh turn of the calendar? I just wrote a few down. 
And maybe all of them apply to you. Maybe just one applies to you. But I just want you to search your heart. This is what Paul said. I, I, I'm not there yet, but, but here's, there's the people who ran this race. And for me to run like they ran, here's my focus. I'm going to put some stuff into yesterday. I'm going to pursue some stuff for tomorrow. But there's some stuff I've got to put out of my reach. I gotta push, I gotta push some wounds out. I gotta push some sins out of my reach. I gotta strip some stuff off. I gotta strip down so I can run better. And this is a moment and a season and a time to strip some stuff off. Here we go. How about this? Strife. Now, I know when I say the word strife, here's what we think. Wonder who has strife. Must be the second experience crowd, right? But it's easy for us to fall into strife sometimes. Here's what strife is. Strife is things like bitterness, unforgiveness, relational problems, offenses, resentments. That's stuff we need to push out of our reach. We need to put something that might have happened yesterday, something that might have happened yesterday's, something that might have happened. We, we got to keep pushing that stuff out of our reach because you cannot run your race with passion and purpose, if you are dragging strife and resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness with you, let me give you a word, because unforgiveness means you got to let it go. You just got come on, put it out of your reach. It's going to slow you down. It will distract you. It will detour you. It might even stop you. It's a weight. It's a wound. It's a burden. Look at someone said, he is preaching to you. Let it go. You just got to let it, let it go. You got to turn it over. This is why Paul said, I can't do this. I need to lean into Jesus. You need to lean into Jesus to, to delete strife from your life. I will tell you that almost on a weekly basis, there is opportunity for strife. Why? Because we are surrounded by people. And just like Paul said, I'm not there yet, everyone else is not there yet. And because we're not all there yet, guess what? There's going to be opportunity for what? Strife. And when you are involved in church, it just takes it to the next level. Because <laughs> if you're just living in the world, you don't, it doesn't matter how you treat people. But when you're a Jesus person, automatic, I, I tell this story one time, I won't tell all the details, but I, I almost had this um, situation with somebody who was causing problems with my daughter, and, 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 and somewhere between my front door and their car door, Jesus kicked in. But that's a good thing, because <laughs> Jesus will kick in. <laughs> but we got the strife, we got to put it out of our reach. How, how about this one? Not only strife, failure, condemnation, shame, the failures we keep having. We got to, come on, we, we, and I know what you're thinking, I, I can't do it. Yeah, you can't. That's why Paul said, I admit, I'm not yet there yet. I can't, I can't do it without Jesus. I got to push this stuff out of my reach. Got to keep that opportunity for failure out of my reach. Got to keep that shame out of my reach. I got to keep going. How about this one? Fear. What's fear? Well, it's things like this. Doubt, worry, insecurity, rejection. Guess what? We got to keep pushing that stuff. Can't, you can't run this race because of strife, and you can't run this race because of failure, and you cannot run this race because of fear. That's why Paul said, I, I can't do it because of those things, 
I'm going to lean into Jesus, the power of Christ. I'm going to push these things on out of my, I've got to let some stuff go. I've got to get away from some things. I've got to push out the shame. I've got to push out the condemnation. I, I got to push, that's why Paul's saying, it's a habit of putting that stuff behind you, pushing that stuff behind you, stretching forward for, because these things will keep you. They will distract you, detour you, delay you, or even stop you from the things God has for you. So you got to keep pushing that spirit of rejection away, that spirit of insecurity away. How do you do it? The words of Jesus. When he said, I lean into Christ, you know what he said? Jesus is the word. You keep leaning into the word, right? The Bible said, don't worry about anything. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, right. You don't know what all's going on. No, he said, don't worry about anything. Or he said, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about everything. He said, what you do is you turn all the anxiety over to God in prayer. I said this last weekend that the word of God is what conceives things. Prayer is what nurtures things. Prayer doesn't conceive things. The word does. And then you pray it through and you nurture it through. How do you get rid of that, that word? You put it out. How about pray? God, I release this to you. Release this to you. How, how, you ready? how about a couple more? How about this um, disappointment? Things like being discouraged, some unmet expectations, hopelessness, depression. You got to put that stuff, just put it out of your reach. Put it, it's this habit. You got to keep pushing it back, push it out of my reach, turn it over to oblivion. I, I wrote it down this way, too. You can also put opposition. And what I meant by opposition is negative thinking, negative circumstances. Because I, I, I'm preaching you happy this morning. The ball's about to drop. You and Ryan Seacrest are going to get your groove on at midnight. And it's a brand new year. You're all excited. <laughs> Steve's like, yeah, that's me right there, me and, me and, me and Ryan. <clears throat> but listen, the ball can drop and the year can change, but you won't change. But the ball can drop, and your season can change, and your yet can start becoming a manifested moment of your life. It's called momentum. Yeah. And here, here, here I, I say this all the time. If you're a coach, you would pay big bucks for momentum. Ask Oklahoma. They never got it yesterday. But if you watched the late game last night, man, Clemson and Ohio State, back for a moment. Momentum just doesn't happen because we're just waiting for something to move me. No, momentum happens when you step out in faith. Coaches will pay millions of bucks for momentum because when you get momentum, things start rolling, things start happening. And sometimes forgiveness creates momentum. And sometimes a word of faith creates momentum. And sometimes a seed sown creates momentum. A, a, a believing something creates momentum. Pushing some worry out. A prayer against worry creates momentum. All those things create momentum for your race. And what you need in that race is momentum. I know I've told this story before. I'm going to tell it again. It's sort of funny. But years ago when I graduated high school, I was getting ready to go to Indiana to, to play football. And they gave me this list of, of different um, workouts I had to do all summer. And one of them was to run, I think it was a 5K race. And listen, back then, I mean, you know, young, you're in shape, you can just run whatever. So I didn't really train because running a 5K is different than running a 40-yard dash. And I could run a 40 really fast for a white dude. <laughs> but a marathon, a 5K was different than a sprint. And so there's like 100 people in this race. It was at Wave Check in Fairmont. And I take off running and I'm running, I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. And we've been running a little while. And, and, and in my mind, the race came down around this turn and there was a straightaway. And so here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to kick it in in this turn. I'm going to blow by everybody in this straightaway. I know I wasn't going to win, but I was going maybe like the top 10 or something. 
So that's what I do. I turn the corner. I go through the straightaway. I'm passing people up. I'm flying, running. And then I realize there's another turn and there's another straightaway. <laughs> True story. And I realize my push just pushed. And people that I had passed start passing me by, just running right by me. And I, I, I was in the top like 12, and I ended up like 20-something because I just didn't know where I was at on the race. And I was running too fast in the wrong place. And it happens that way in life sometimes. We got to know, hey, there might be another turn. There might be another straightaway. Don't get distracted. I, actually, to be honest with you, don't, don't get mad at me. I was young back then. But I, there was these four or five women that I wasn't going to let beat me. This is, I'm just being honest, right? And so that's who I passed up, and that's who passed me in the straightaway. <laughs> Honestly, and I couldn't do a thing about it because I was out of gas. But sometimes we're, here's the deal, we're comparing with someone else's race, and we're watching someone else run, and we're missing our own race. There's some of this stuff we got to push out of. That was good. That was not even in my notes. Here, how about this one? No, they don't get to the last point. Wrong beliefs. It's just something we got to push out of our reach. Some, wrong, some of you believe some wrong things about yourself. If Jesus didn't say it in here, you're believing something different. You believe in some wrong beliefs. we got to push. That's old religion is what that is. These are some weights. And Paul said, I admit I have not obtained it yet, but here's the thing that I do. I'm going to push some stuff out of my reach, and I'm going to pursue what is before me. Hebrews chapter 12, let's look at verse 2. So it says this, we look away from the natural realm, and we fasten our gaze on Jesus, who birthed faith within us, and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example was this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross, and he conquered its humiliation, and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. So to run your race, a new you in a new year, here's what, you set the pace, you determine how free you're going to run, and lastly, you determine how far you're going to go. Like I told you, I, I missed it on that race. But Paul said this. He said, here's the deal. You got to keep your eyes focused, what? On Christ. He's the one who can lead you across the finish line. He's the one who can lead you into the winner's circle. So listen, look at someone and say, keep running. Don't quit. And let me say this to you. You ready for this? You got to remember this. Write this down. Tweet this. Get the tattoo something. You do not run for victory. You run from victory. That's where you shout. You're not running to get victory. You're running from victory. He broke the power of the devil on the cross. He broke the power of depression. He broke the power of worry. He broke all that. So you're not running to get your victory. You're running from a place of victory. But the Bible says you got to keep your eyes on him. And as long as your eyes are on him, he's going to be magnified. How do you run your race? Well, you're going to set the pace. You, you, you set the pace. That's a passion thing. You determine how free you're going to run by what you're willing to push away and forget and what you're willing to press forward to. And you're going to determine how far you go. And what determines how far you go is what your eyes are focused on. Listen to this. If your eyes get off the goal, you start focusing on the small steps along the way. It's probable that you'll get discouraged and even give up before you get there. So I encourage you, lift your eyes. Look beyond to the joy, the victory, and the fulfillment of everything God has planned for. Here's what I'm saying to you. If you're in a season right now where your health is attacked, 
see the healing that he's provided. If you're in a season right now where your finances are hit, see the prosperity God has for you. If you're in a season where it feels like there's a cloud on you, see the joy he's got for you. If you're in a season that just feels like anguish and anxiety, see the peace that's here. See the picture that the word paints. That's the prize, keeping your eye on Jesus. He's your peace. That's what faith does. That's what creates your momentum. Faith sees you healed. Faith sees you breaking through. Faith sees you come back. Faith sees you blessed. Faith sees you coming through. Faith sees you restored. Faith sees you healed. See your restoration. See your reconciliation. See the healing. Come on, that's what, that's keeping your eyes on Jesus. That's keeping your eyes on the promise. Listen to this. Even Jesus needed a goal to help him stay focused. You know what that was? It was you. That's what kept him on the cross. He, went under, he, went, he underwent intense suffering and he hung on the cross because he was looking, he was seeing the goal of your salvation. He was seeing into eternity, he was seeing into the future, and he was seeing you sitting here being saved and delivered and set free. That was his goal, that was his focus, and he put yesterday behind and he hung on the cross, and when he hung on the cross, he looked to the, to the to, to the pit. And from the pit, he looked to the resurrection. From the resurrection, he looked to the throne. And from the throne, he looked to your hearts. I'm saying a new year, a new you. It's not like the ball drops, it's 2020 and you're a new person. No, I'm gonna stretch forward. I'm gonna put myself in a place for the God for God to, to bless me, for me to be a blessing. I, I, I'm gonna set the pace this year. I, I, I'm gonna determine this year how free I'm gonna run. And, I, and I'm gonna believe by faith this year that I'm going to finish the race. I'm gonna keep going forward. How far I go is how I keep my eyes on him. If not, your eyes get on the immediate, they get on the here and now. Let's all stand. Look at someone and say, that was good. All right, I, 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 I want to remind you of something. Grab your communion. You should have received that when you came in. Aren't you glad you came this morning? Look at someone and say, it's a new me in 2020. 2020 means perfect vision, right? And we've declared it's a year of what? Restoration. Keep your eyes on the restoration, not the separation. Keep your eyes on the reconciliation, not the division. Keep your eyes on the restitution, not the setback. Keeping your eyes. Paul said, I admit, I haven't got there. I, have, I admit it. Anyone willing to admit that this morning? But what I do is God, I keep being God-inspired to set this pace. We'll keep my eyes on him. We're going to finish some things this year. We're going to receive some blessing this year. We're going to receive some healing this year. We're going to receive some restoration this year. Why? Because we got to keep, we're going to keep our eyes. Jesus kept it on the goal. Jesus had to do it. We do too. I just want to remind you of something before we take communion. And you can shout if one of these makes sense to you. I give you permission. I challenge you. There is no promise that's too hard for God to keep. There's no prayer too hard for God to answer. No problem too hard for God to solve. No person too hard for God to save. No mountain too hard for God to move. No need too hard for God to meet. No failure too hard for God to forgive. No sickness too hard for God to heal. There's nothing God can't do. But have we gotten our eyes off of him? Have we? I want to encourage you, turn your eyes back on him because he's the author and the finisher of your momentum, your belief, your faith. Amen. Amen. God's good, isn't he? God's good. You, you can't, you weren't born to win this race, but you were reborn for the winner's circle. 
You won't cross that goal line. You won't cross that finish line. You won't step into the winner's circle unless you lean into him. You can't do it. I can't do it. You've tried. I've tried. we got to set some weights back. Some of that weight's just pride. Some of that weight's just disappointment. Some of it's just distraction. Come on, you ready to lay some stuff aside. We're going to take a pause. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask God to show you what you need to lay aside. And I just want you over the next 48 hours or so, just keep giving that to God. So that ball drops and we start a new year. And then we're going to take communion in a moment. I'm just going to ask God to show you, reveal it to you. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com.